This is WP Water Coolers Dev Branch episode number two. If you don't know, we uh, launched this thing uh, a month ago, and we're doing this as a once a month get super geeky in WordPress, super geeky in web development, and uh, just kind of talking about this stuff. And uh, yeah, this is this is episode number two. Today we're going to be talking about building a static website with WordPress. Um, and uh, and all of that. But before we go around the room and get everyone introduced, I want to let you know about ServerPress, makers of desktop server. They make local WordPress development easy. Go check them out over at serverpress.com where you can learn how you could uh, start up your website locally on your computer. And then after that, use uh, their other product called WP SiteSync to sync it over to your um, live website and go uh, you know get all that set up. So feel free to go check them out over at serverpress.com. Thank you for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Quick, one more quick shout out is Mark Benzacane will be speaking at the OC WordPress meetup about WP Site Sync on March 23rd. Ooh, and they just launched Beaver Builder Syncing, which was pretty, or not, not Beaver Builder Syncing. Um, what was it? It was uh, WooCommerce Syncing. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Nice. So let's go around the room real quick, get everyone to introduced. Let's see here. Oh, Jacob, what are you doing here, man? Hey, I found hey my cross-town rival. How's it going? <laughs> What's going on? Um, hi, everybody. My name is Jacob. I am a developer at Zeek Interactive. So good to be here talking static site generators and WordPress. Good to have you. Brianna, how about you? Tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Brianna Privet. I'm a tech enthusiast and a woman who codes. Awesome. Good to have you. Steve, how about you? I am Steve Zinkett. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Mr. Cosper, how about you? Y'all know who it is. It's Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Yeah. Fat Mullenweg in the building. <laughs> Just happy to uh, talk some uh, some dev topics today, really dig into the meta stuff. What about you, Jason Tucker? <laughs> I'll run it over to you, Jason. <laughs> well, the weather is going really great today. Uh, uh, so I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. Um, and uh, my website is jasontucker.blog. I do this show as well as another show called WP Blab. We just recorded that show today. We had some we had some uh, really cool topics. We actually had uh, Jason Cos oh Jason Cosper, another Jason, Jason Coleman on the show today, and um, we talked about uh, kind of starting up your own um you know web development company and how you fund it and how you do all those sorts of things the the, the businessy side of open source so uh, go take a look at that we recorded that earlier today at 9 a.m pacific but um, it's always recorded live it's always available on on youtubes and the internets and everything and it's also a podcast too so feel free to go take a look at that so let's talk about static website development you know i think all of us started out doing static websites by just like writing some html and then hitting save and then uploading it via an ftp client and and the fight the site was super fast you know everything ran off of tables and it was just it was just amazing back then you had and an then, ftp uh, client the it was, luxury well, i was you know, i was gonna say it was it was super fast for uh 56 look man i had to use vi all right i used <laughs> vi to write all my stuff that, that, is, that is way before my time i had no idea what you're talking about oh come on yeah. man <laughs> yeah but yeah that that's that's the start of static sites now you have all this like ultra ultra dynamic stuff where you have um you know you have cmss like wordpress that are cranking out you know your content and everything all being fully dynamically generated 
And then we started getting into um, caching those things. And now we're at the point where it's like, okay, we can cache it. We can do all this stuff. How do we make like a full static version of that site? So it loads fast. It's very performant and all of that. You know, what's interesting about this move is that movable type built their CMS to do that, you know, yep. in like 2001, yep. 2002. And the entire market was like, this is so bogus. Every time we compile, you know, everything stops. <laughs> so true. This is wrong. And I think it's ultimately, you know, probably what, why we are here because we met through WordPress instead of movable type. I had three clients I, I converted from movable type over to WordPress back in the day because that's what everybody did. Everybody moved yeah. off of movable type onto WordPress. Yes. I, I mean, to be, to be fair, like Perl was hard. And PHP is yeah. yeah. so much easier. Totally. But I mean, you know, what's old is new again. And, and, and part of the reason for this, this movement is not, not necessarily because it's, it, it's simply the right thing to do. Right. <laughs> right. We, that's not, that's not really what motivates everybody to do the, do the right thing all, all the time. Right. It, your clients or your customers or your users are experiencing slowness. And so it is the right thing to do, but now Google will actually ding you for having a slow site. And that's why, yes. that's why I think is a big part of this. Jason's got movable type up on the screen. Dude, 7.0 is available. Like you could do this right now. It even has its I, own API. I, I think I think one of the big drivers is because Google changed their algorithm over the past couple of years to, to really factor in your page speed and site speed. I'm still curious though, why we aren't, and I say this as an enthusiast, you know, we are now so many layers of abstraction from those original HTML sites where you could view source and really see what was going on. And it, see, it feels like we keep pushing it further and further. So now we have a CMS, we have deployment, we have a, a UI framework of some kind that's usually JavaScript based. We're rendering everything, you know, repeatedly to get these fast static sites. Well, I, I'm going to date myself here as well. I mean, I, 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 I've made fun over the years of people that still use Dreamweaver, right? And we, we often mentioned tools like front page in the past, but I think Dreamweaver now is poised to make a comeback because it's doing what we're talking about. You're rendering a static site, right? It's a tool that renders a static site and all you're uploading then is HTML, right? So you've got these very fast sites that are, that are, created in Dreamweaver. I think the tools are a bit more advanced now because it's not just rendering one page, you're programmatically rendering potentially hundreds, if not thousands of pages. Well, and that was always the benefit of Dreamweaver, right? It was the first tool that I can remember where you could sort of create a template and then have your content sitting separately. So you did have kind of a local database where you were you were managing stuff and then it would render out all the pages for you. So that was a very early site generator let's let's call it yeah didn't it make those like sav files or whatever or lock files that's what it was those lock files so you can you can make you can make changes to any of the files because if it saw a lock file it's like you're not allowed to touch this which is i think what um you know what kind of changes things with with having a generator actually generate the site is that you know you're still able to use that dynamic back end to kind of build you know build all the content and do all the things that you need to and then tell it to you know deploy it and it kind of pushes out all of that static content so you still have that multi user environment right um, and now you can still you know kind of put that content out there 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, one of the things, I mean, we, we, we talk a lot internally at Zeke about Jamstack and we're starting to talk to our, uh, our clients about it, but uh, Jacob will correct me if I'm wrong here, but essentially Jamstack is using sort of the, 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 the tools as they're sort of meant to be so that you're using kind of the best in class for each tool, right? And Word, WordPress is a great CMS, right? It's a phenomenal CMS, I'm just not sure that it's great on delivering the front end of a website and, 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 and you're out of the box. Right. And so people have sort of leaned on WordPress to do everything, right. Not just be a great CMS, but be a great web server, right. Dynamic web server. And it is slow, right. Especially if you start adding a whole bunch of plugins, it's just slow. It's that we've come up with caching and servers and and having servers with multiple workers and and managed WordPress hosting, all this stuff that has been created over the past five and 10 years is really just masking the problem that a PHP MySQL system creates by default, right? And so if you have a system that's calling a database just to render pages and you use it out of the box and the site starts to get traffic, it's going to be slow. It's not unique to WordPress, Right, it's just going to be slow. Yeah. And then, I mean, for someone like me, I mean, I have, I think I have motivations on two fronts to go into. You know, Steve said Jamstack, which is stands for JavaScript APIs and markup. Um, It's it's becoming a really popular term, a a really popular architectural style. Right. Um, It's it's carving out the data layer and leaving WordPress or your CMS to manage the data and your UI is managed by a, a completely different entity, whether that be, you know, Gatsby or something like that. Right. Um, but like the motivation for, for me in terms of using like a Jamstack is one on two fronts, uh, performance, site performance is going to be super fast. Um, not only that security, right. Because theoretically your site yes. is, <laughs> is built is pre-built, right. All your pages, all your post pages, whatever, you know, your architecture is on your, on your, on your application that's built ahead of time, right. At build time, not at runtime. You don't have to worry about, um, potential uh, security issues with your database or, or with PHP or anything like that. It's just a bunch of, you know, HTML files sitting in a CDN somewhere. Right. Well, there's nothing to hack. There's nothing to hack anymore. Yeah. Because right? yeah. there I mean, well, I mean, there's there's like cross site scripting with like JavaScript stuff, but it's it's a much it's a much lower barrier in terms of security. I think um, w- when you're in that kind of environment. Um, the other thing too, in in terms of like why I like it outside of performance and security, is this thing called you know DX developer experience. You know, I like working in something like React and Gatsby. Um, that's just a more enjoyable experience for me. Um, but again, that's just the developer side of things. A client may not really care about something like that. Well, to be honest, the client usually doesn't care what it is that we're building the thing on, as long as it looks pretty and sells the things it needs to sell. They, they just want to know if you can bump it up a few pixels, right? Yeah. Is that, well, is that well, lighthouse speed going to go up as a result? What, well, and ultimately what we're saying, what they really do care about is results, right? And so is, yeah. is my site ranking, right? Are my customers uh, happy with the experience? Are they, are they is, it, is my bounce rate coming down? Are they leaving my site because it doesn't load fast? Those things are all results of what we're talking about. That's what they yeah. care about. They may not know how we got there, but that is what they care about. Yeah, and I, and I think when you talk about static site generators in terms of the, the options out there, right? Something like, Something like Gatsby, um, which is a stat- which is a React-based static site generator, um, which allows you to bring your own data from anywhere, whether that's in um, 
in you know Google Sheets or in WordPress or in other CMSs like Sanity or whatever, you bring it, you bring your data into it, but it was built from the ground up to to have performance and speed in mind, right? It's built to be a fast UI, a fast experience. So you bring your data in this case WordPress, um, but you choose a static site generator that you know has performance kind of top of mind, and and that's kind of why why I like Gatsby as well. So when you're working in an enterprise context, have you found that moving your developer workflow to uh, more of Jamstack, has that introduced more points of failure or more points of miscommunication? Has it made things take longer from a development perspective? I think it's a paradigm shift, not only like in in for, for content creators, but for, for developers as well. For instance, you know, normally in WordPress land, Sometimes we reach out for a WordPress plugin to solve a problem, right? Um, because they've already solved that problem, and maybe there just needs to be some configuration and customizations. Now, if you have a certain problem, a certain feature that you're trying to build, the WordPress plugin may not be a solution. Now it's a matter of, well, can we do that on the JavaScript side of things? Do we have to build our own? Is there a, you know, a JavaScript library that solves that problem. So there's that component of it, of paradigm shift of kind of, instead of reaching out for WordPress plugins, now you've got to kind of figure out how to do it on your own or reach out for other resources. Um, I think too, in terms of, you know, how that changes for clients is the the managing the expectations, how Steve likes to say a lot, right? Like people are used to, clients are used to, or content creators are used to clicking on publish and having that post page, whatever available right away. Right, like mm-hmm. instant gratification. Yeah, so now there's there's a there's a delay, if you will, because the site's got to rebuild. Now there are solutions that are in the pipeline for stuff like that, like incremental builds, previews, and stuff like that that'll make the actual build faster. I know Gatsby is working really hard on, you know, building out things like incremental builds. So if you only change one thing instead of the site having to rebuild and go get all the images and all the posts and pages, it may just get that one thing or get things from cash as a result, mm. right? So now the, the, the rebuild time will, will be much, much faster. And one of, one of the efforts that they're making, you should kind of look at is Gatsby Cloud. I put it in the show notes, but Gatsby Cloud is making some uh, some some headway here. I mean, essentially what, what you're looking at is is the more pages and posts you have, the longer it's going to take to build the site. That's just that's just how it is in this new system. But from a client standpoint, what what I'm finding I, I have to you know sort of inform clients of is is sure it, it may be a, a larger build on the front end, right? So the, the initial phases may be larger, but it's less maintenance, right? Because there there are a lot less things to maintain down the road, right? We don't we're not we're not having to look at security issues. We don't have to look at is the server running? We have less um, that we have to, uh, you know, c- consistently visually test on a regular basis because the site's not usually down in a static environment, and so there's just less to go wrong uh, on a on a regular basis. So, and you can push more towards um, the edge. I know that a lot of people uh, will put their static sites, especially their Jamstack sites, on CDNs that allow you to serve. Yeah your stuff from, you know, closer to the actual users instead of having everyone go to a centralized server, you know, in uh, Virginia or um, San Francisco or something like that. You can actually get servers close to the people. 
So our, I just want to say a, a, just a comment on what Cosper just said. You know, our, our two hosting partners that we that we use in the managed WordPress space are Liquid Web and WP Engine. But for the Zeek site now, we're hosting on Netlify, right? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the CDN. Netlify only not only has the CDN, but it also does the Gatsby builds for us. So all that's handled at, at Netlify. I'm a big fan of Netlify. I really enjoy using it. The um, barrier to entry is very low. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have to worry. I just, I didn't have the time to try to figure out and configure CDN mm-hmm. and SSL and builds. Like, I just needed something to get up and running quick and not have to think about it. And Netlify, you know, checked off on all those marks and just let us get up and running super fast. Isn't there in their first tier free? <laughs> free. Yeah. So we're on their free. We're on their free. How, 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 much, free how, how much does that tier cost? <laughs> How much does a free tier cost? Yeah. <laughs> let me get let me get my calculator. Hang on a second. Oh, oh it's zero. Zero dollars. So uh, so yeah. WordPress has a habit. I, actually I'll let you, I'll let Jacob go because No, no. I mean, I, I think, you know, since we're talking kind of some of these tools that you know we're using, another thing that I, I definitely wanted to give shout out to is the WP GraphQL plugin that Jason Ball writes and maintains. So in terms of headless WordPress, right? The out-of-the-box solution to getting your data is REST API, which is fine. It works, um, but if 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 you're not familiar with with GraphQL, definitely go look that up. But it's more of a graph versus REST. Um, and so, in terms of in terms of increasing or lowering your build times, you know, the GraphQL solution um, helps with that because there are fewer round trips. There is less data coming across the wire because you're only getting data that you're 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 asking for, kind of thing, right? So definitely give GraphQL, WP GraphQL, and all of its extensions like this WP GraphQL ACF extension. So we've got ACF running on the Zeek site that we expose to our GraphQL schema that Gatsby is picking up on a given particular post as well, which is really really neat. I know they have uh, WP GraphQL WooCommerce. Um, WP GraphQL Gutenberg. Um, so they, they're doing a lot of work um, with with this GraphQL plugin and it's really, really good. Something you should definitely check out. And that's that's nice as well since uh, ACF can occasionally not be very performant when dealing with a dynamic site, especially a large... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> I, and, and I'm not... I'm, I'm a huge ACF fan. We use it on every single one of our sites, but there's no occasional to it. Right. <laughs> ACF can be heavy. Yeah. Tucker. So friend of the show, uh, JD asks, uh, can Gra- um, GraphQL be a benefit to any basic site? Um, I think, um, I mean, I am a fan of GraphQL for many reasons. Uh, I, I, that's a longer conversation, I think, but high level, you know, it's, it's, it gives me the ability to make queries and 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 get data back that I only want and in the shape that I expect it in. Um, so in that in that context, it's really really cool and and it lowers it lowers the amount of round trips. And what I, what I mean by that, if, if is if if I try to get a post right and and a post has maybe an author ID and now I need to get the author name right and the the author's title, for instance, I've got to make another request with that author ID. Now if I want to get the 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 categories i've got to make another request because the post only only exposes maybe category ids right so now we're talking about three different round trips whereas in graphql i in the same request can say give me the post the title the author's name the featured thumb url 
the category names go, and then it brings it all back. And that's only, that's only what it brings back. So um, high level, that's a huge reason uh, in terms of a front-end developer why I like working with GraphQL as opposed to REST. But I think what it was asking, what, what JD may have been asking is if, if we're just, if he's just running a basic WordPress site, um, not going to Jamstack, I mean, there's not a lot of reason for GraphQL. I mean, you're using this as a key component for getting headless WordPress over to a, a Jamstack environment. Is that is that correct? Yeah. You're not in a if you're not using a static site generator and you're not in a Jamstack architecture, um, you don't need GraphQL. Um, just like you don't need REST to run your WordPress site. Right. Right. So uh, a friend of the show, Jason Tucker, which is also myself, asks, "Can you still do the five minute install?" <laughs> that guy looks so familiar. <laughs> I know, can right? You, Look at him. Jeez. Can, can you do the five minute install? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Can you still do the five? Can you still do the five minute install? And the reason why I ask is, <laughs> you know, we had recently um, talks about uh, about the fact that now there are companies that are building this stuff out. Whoa! I just made myself really big. <laughs> uh, but making, uh, but doing the five, doing, you know, having. Uh, being able to do this sort of thing. So for instance, you have $6.5 million that went to um, uh, Stratetic, Stratetic uh-huh. that Strat- says that Stratic, Stratic, Stratic yeah. where, um, you know, the fact that now you can essentially pay somebody to, you know, to kind of host these things and build this stuff out, which <clears> kind of goes along the same lines of, of, you know, the different hosting um, solutions, like we were talking about with uh, Stackbit or any of these other things, you know, being able to kind of, jump into this and be able to use this. There's also another one that Jason was uh, sharing with us, which is called a uh, shifter. Um, but just yeah. having that serverless, you know, static hosting of a WordPress site, th- does this, does this still make it so we can do a five minute install and be able to, to, to use it? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you and ask if we could, if the five minute install was ever true. Could you ever do a five minute, a true five minute install? Well, it takes five minutes to remove all of the themes that they install on the <laughs> website from the WebOC company. But, but okay, okay. It, it, aside from a managed WordPress situation, right? If you mm-hmm. are doing this completely yourself, you got to set up a server, you're setting up a space, you're putting the files in place, you're doing all that stuff. Is that truly a five minute install? It never is. Okay. It, it never is. And that's actually how I got into headless WordPress was trying to figure out if it could ever be, you know, and seeing which, you know, which services were taking extra time, which decisions were being made in that process that maybe could be eliminated. Um, And this is dev branch. So we're talking to people who are probably going to be really into, Hey, how can I spin this up? And who cares if it takes five minutes? It's Friday night, and I've got two liters of Mountain Dew. And yeah, I, I mean, we can we can spin up an instance and, and have WordPress set up in about a half an hour, right? Now, I think the five minute install is true if 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 the files are already set up and you're filling out the form. That's a five second install at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Is all that is to just give the site a name and put in your email address because it's going to assign you a password. If that's what they're talking about, then that is that's less than five minutes. But but. Truly, I don't think it's WordPress has ever been a five minute install. It's all marketing, baby. <laughs> I know. I get it. <laughs> um, well, maybe it's a six minute install that now that you use one of these. Uh, one of these but, setup. I, but, it's five but to, plus. Five plus. Yeah, but to add, but to answer your question, Jason, what are you talking? What are you asking? Are you saying is a five minute install to set up a whole Jamstack environment? 
or is it a five minute install to set up WordPress or what, what are you asking? Well, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going back to what um, Matt Mullenweg usually says at these events and he always brings up five minute install at some point in his thing. It's uh-huh. it, 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 when you're playing the drinking game, that one shows up on there and you got to take your drink. <laughs> but when, when that happens, I still think I'm like, is it really still five minutes? And if it is, if it is five minutes or if it ever was five minutes, what happens with all of this additional layers of stuff that we're now adding in here to be able to generate a, a static website? For instance, I could have set up a five-minute install of a movable type because it's just a Perl script that you run and you go, boom, done. Perl script's out there. It spit out my, you know, all of my different pages and I'm done. But does that, you know, can you still get that same sort of thing with WordPress when your WordPress itself wasn't a five minute install? So now you have additional layers of complexion that need um, that need to be added in there. I, I mean, I, I think the five five minute install was true when it was when WordPress was just a blogging engine. When it was pick a theme, uh, pick a couple of plugins to do maybe some additional functionality, but basically just pick your theme Kubrick at the time and they've just never <laughs> yeah. changed it. And um, you can have any theme you want as long as it's Kubrick or classic and, and then you're good. Um, but I, I mean, at this point, yeah, it's, it's changed and shifted as we've added more plugins, more themes, more everything else. Um, I, I think that, it, like I said, at, at this point, that's just marketing. Right. Um, so something that's kind of interesting to me, uh, and I know we only have a few minutes left, is uh, when it comes to static websites, uh, you are throwing away um, some of the dynamic functionality that comes with WordPress. Uh, and, and especially with WordPress, uh, WordPress likes to follow Kaplan's Law of the Instrument. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, it's give a small boy a hammer and he'll find everything he encounters needs pounding. So... Everything looks like a nail. Um, Oh, I I need e-commerce. I can use WordPress for that. I need a form. I can use WordPress for that. I need a social network. I can use WordPress for that. Um, So what about these WooCommerce sites? Uh, And I know that there are some Jamstack stuff that you can do with WooCommerce. uh, But in the case of some of this dynamic stuff on static sites, like what are the solutions there? Yeah, I know. um, Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to name a couple of solutions since we're running short on time. I mean, yes, yeah, WooCommerce goes away uh, in, a, in a Jamstack environment. You might want to look at something like Big Commerce or Commerce Layer. Um, both are good Jamstack uh, um, e-commerce solutions. I wouldn't. I disagree with that. I wouldn't say WooCommerce. Okay. I wouldn't say WooCommerce goes away. WooCommerce is still an option. You can use WooCommerce as your data layer. But you've got to build the UI now, right? Because when you install WooCommerce, you get two parts. You get the the data, the infrastructure of WooCommerce and order handling and all that stuff on the admin UI. But you also get the front end of add to cart, cart page, checkout, yeah. right? Um, account page. You now have to rebuild that entire UI yourself. And, and thank you for clarifying. I was really thinking about the front end, right? So yes, WooCommerce can manage the the data, right? But I was thinking of the front end piece of it, which is which is what you just said the 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 add the cart, the checkout, all that stuff. Since you're not in a dynamic environment, it it's gone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so and so big big commerce commerce layer can kind of replace that by using some embeds. Right from their system, rather than you know coming from your system. For and that's as long as you're one. okay. That's as that's as long as you're okay with uh, having a third party do that stuff Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. And, 
And in Jamstack, everything's a, everything's a SaaS or a third party, right? It's just it, it's you have to switch your thinking a little bit about using the best tools for the for the job. You know, Forms is another one that's an easy one that sort of goes away because you don't have that dynamic environment anymore, right? So so Gravity Form, at least the front end of Gravity Forms, is not going to work uh, anymore in a Jamstack environment. So we use Netlify Forms, but uh, Jake, what's that other form um, company that you talked about? Um, Forms Form Spree. Form Spree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, form handling is a big deal, right? So it's a question that you need to, to you know, a solution you need to come up with if you decide to go Jamstack is, okay, we do form handling. How are we going to do that now? Because WordPress is uh, not going to do that anymore. Although there are some extensions for GraphQL to do uh, GraphQL gravity forms with the mutations, but that's still something that you need to build and solve. Sounds good. It yeah. sounds like we've, I think it, it sounds like to me personally, it sounds like we've, we've done a really good job of overcomplicating WordPress, <laughs> 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 which means that I, I would love to have this conversation again, especially if we can get into some of the nitty gritty pieces of, of doing this. I know a um, couple of us came in here with like, I really want to talk about this part of it, or I really want to talk about that part of it. But for, for like a 30 minute show, it, it makes it so difficult to talk about very high level or very low, you know, high level and low level stuff here. So, yeah, I uh, mean, we we uh, we moved the Zeek site over to a headless environment or a Jamstack environment. We can always talk about, you know, some of the the, the issues that we're facing uh, once we kind of get them all documented and how we approach them, how we solve those specific things and some of the things that are still outstanding. Cool. Well, hey, I want to say thank you very much for all of you for coming in and hanging out with us, as well as the folks that are in the chat room that were uh, providing us with some uh, questions and comments and that sort of thing. Um, if you want to continue those conversations and everything, you can. You can go over to our website at daypwarcore.com and click on there to uh, find the subscription buttons, as well as leaving comments on any of the places that you're watching this. Um, we stream this stuff live um, um, on YouTube, as well as on multiple Facebook pages and on Twitter. So if you see any of these things and you thought it was an interesting thing, you may want to share it with somebody. Click the little share button. We'd appreciate that. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can click the little bell so you can get notified when we're uh, when we're actually uh, doing these things live. And lastly, if you don't want to watch us live, I totally get it. If you only want to watch us, I totally get it too. But <laughs> you, you can listen to us uh, as a podcast. So you can go over to uh, com slash subscribe where you can subscribe to that. One last thing, I do want to let you know that if you are interested in doing any sponsorships with us, you can definitely do that. You can go over to wrcore.com slash sponsor and uh, kind of get all those things going there. We, we really appreciate it, and we want to make sure that uh, people know about the different products and services that you guys are going and doing over there. Talk to you all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye.